Hello and welcome along to G'day GA, brought to you in association with O'Neill's International Sportswear, the choice of champions. Please visit at O'Neill Sportswear AU on Facebook and Instagram. Well, delighted to be joined this evening here by, well, this lunchtime here in Ireland this evening by Shawnee Leary in Melbourne. Welcome along, Shawnee. Thanks, Liam. It's a cold, dark, rainy, well, winter Melbourne evening here. Okay, glad to hear it. Glad to hear you're having the worst of the weather. I have uh, Giggles here coming for us from uh, County Waterford, uh, just outside Clamell. Welcome along, Giggles. How's it going, Liam? Just before we get, get into it, we get our governance correct here. What is going through the barter account, Liam? You've got access to the barter account as the head of the, head yeah, of the station. All, all payments come through me, and then I divide up the payments to you and Johnny, and it's all above board. You're getting your okay. equal share. Don't worry about that. You don't need to see the books. Tanya's, Tanya's doing the auditing, is she? <laughs> <laughs> but she has to get paid too now, so that's why my number's a bit higher. <laughs> uh, I don't think I've ever seen a sum of money pass through my eyes, giggles of you. It's all gone in equipment, lads. Which I have. We get, the, we, we, get the, we get the use of the equipment. That's the barter. Yeah, no that's it. Yeah. 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 For a small fee. He used to throw us a bit of gear. He used to throw us a bit of gear there every now and again. But keep he's straight up since. That's straight up, yeah. No, we'll good AG gear was always good now, to be fair. I remember the black t-shirts and the grey the gray tops and the bicycle stuff was, yeah. was, yeah. was class. Yeah, no. We'll the last back. picture I got off Liam was a picture of his, his patio, new barbecue area, new fencing out the back. So, I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That's where all the money's yeah. going, yeah. We're sinking it all into the house. <laughs> all the millions we're making here. Um, no, look, we're back in there after a few weeks away, so we're looking forward to, obviously, to... You know, we're coming towards the end of the hurling championship for for better or for worse in terms of is it too soon or should it be going on longer? But no matter what, we have two great Ireland semi-finals to look ahead to in just over a week's time. We're going to have a look at them. We have a Giggles Corner and then Giggles has a new section that he's called Topical Issues of the Day, for a better word, that we're going to have a look at at the end of the show as well. So we're going to ha- have a quick look there. But we, we will get going. We have a, a lot to get through. Two Ireland semi-finals to look at and a, and a bit of a look back on the on, on the last few weeks as well. It's always, you know, great to, you know, to say that you walk the steps of Crow Park and you lifted the McCarthy Cup, like, and, but, you know, we never changed one bit from the day we started, let's say, our first game with, with Glenmore. Going back to your locals and the people that you're brought up with and you're reared with, and there's, there's nothing like going back there, like. The one the fancy oh, open top bus line, I think we had Duggan's, Richard Duggan's lorry, and really, yeah. off, off in the back of the lorry and off down, it's just lovely country, and a few bonfires. Giggles is flat out eating there in between Eddie and Willie O'Connor there telling us all about that great win. He's a hungry man, aren't you, Giggles? The wrap is gone now, yeah. Oh, good, yeah. good to go again. He'll be, in, he'll be having a dessert now shortly. And that old sponge cake I see there in the background. Where's my sponge cake? <laughs> That's actually a homemade muffin. Raspberries and blueberries. Oh, you're a great man in fairness now. To be, He's, he's on a <laughs> calorie intake thing, Sean. He's measuring the stuff. He's measuring like oh, see? Yeah, yeah, he's measuring. But they didn't count today, and then we went and had the tea pass in Torles when he was eating the donuts and the cakes at half time. They weren't measured. They didn't make the cut. Uh, yeah, if it doesn't get measured, it doesn't count. Doesn't <laughs> <it>? <laughs> there was about a thousand five hundred calories inside that Twix donut you gave me. Jesus, unbelievable Christ. <laughs> donuts! Yeah, they're unreal those donuts. Yeah, they're brilliant to be fair. Um, look, I like it. I think it's it's brilliant. We've got the pairings obviously now for the Ireland semi-finals. We have Kenny and Clare on the Sunday and. Kick, Limerick and Galway on the Saturday a repeat of last year's All-Ireland semi-finals no matter what all the talk about Leinster and Munster and the difference we have two Leinster teams and two Munster teams in, in, in the semi-final and I think these two games are actually perfectly poised um, you know if we if we have a look at Limerick and Galway first just as it's the first of the, of the semi-finals I, I, if we look I think the Galway tip game is one we have to look back on where I really fancied Galway for that game I really did. I know a lot of people would have fancied Tip, um, but I think what I saw in the Leicester final, even though they didn't get over the line, was a, just a different type of performance, a different type of steal to them where they came back where t- typical Galway teams years gone by would have given up the dust with eight, eight points down with a quarter of an hour to go. I think there, even though it was a poor game that quarter final, let's call it out, it was a very poor match. Yeah, it was a terrible match to watch. They, yeah. got, they got the job done and they kind of stumbled over the line, we'll say, but they still got it done. And I actually really fancy him to go and challenge Limerick 
and I actually think they're going to beat Limerick. That's my call here at the very top of the podcast. I think Galway will knock Limerick out in a, in a week's time. And I think it's, yeah. I think it's a few things. One is Limerick have gone still sailed close to the sun all year. Another injury in Declan Hannon is gone. I'm pretty sure for that match. I think I think going to the well one more time. I think Galway are going to, are, are going to do it in Crow Park. I've made my ball call here now. There we go. Bang straight in. Straight in. Yeah, Jeez. yeah. I'm just not pulling any punches today. I'm, I just think straight up. I think they're going to win, and then who knows from there. Well, do you, do you know what's interesting? Because we were going to the match Watford and Limerick Liam, if you remember back, probably less than two and a half months ago. Yeah. And we were saying, isn't this going to be a shit championship? Limerick have the bloody thing won. That was our conversation yeah. in, in that one line item. And we're at a stage now where we're the same semi finalists as last year. We've actually got probably for the first time in history, I would I would vouch that every team in the All Ireland semi final has lost a game in the championship this year. I don't think that's ever happened before. So Galway and Clare naturally lost their matches in the provincial finals. Kilkenny lost to Wexford and Limerick lost to Clare in the group stages. So that's never happened before. And it is <clears throat> because of the injuries, in particular to Sean Finn, Declan Hannon, and the lack of clarity on what's happening with um, Keen Lynch, you definitely look as Limerick there to be kind of taken. It's, it's probably the biggest opportunity a team ever has had since 2019 to knock Limerick out of the championship full stop. Um, so it's going, to, and, and I agree with you, I think Galway, and I think Shefflin can kind of see it. That's why he's smiling. He's he's 70 minutes away from a, from a perfect performance that... If if like if they had clicked properly and scored all, they should have scored against Tipperary. Tipperary would have been beaten by twenty five points. Mm. You know they would have Galway would have scored another four six easily. Like Ian and Fahey chance to two gone a real and misses the point. The wides count that they had and Tip didn't have that. Tip had a couple of wides from Don McGrath. That was it. It was a brutal Tip performance. It was a really good Galway performance, and yet they only won by two points, which is probably perfectly come that what Shefflin would like coming in. To the game. The one thing I'll, I'll just throw out to you, just to kind of give a, a dig into a kick, any man, you know, I'd like to do that on any chance I get. But sitting on the RT studio three or four years ago, I can definitely remember seeing Henry Shefflin sitting back saying, and All Ireland will never be won with a sweeper. And he here them. he is with the best forward he has probably playing him back in the sweeper. Yeah. And it was the right call, right? So we're not, we're not cutting into him because, and I think maybe, I don't know, like there's obviously, we're, we're probably. We're, we're, I don't know, we're mid-table as pundits, lads. We, we, we'll, we'll be up at the echelons of the former the county players anyway. But everybody has their opinion. And I'd say until you get into it, it kind of just goes to show you have to do so, have so many different tactics at inter-county now. You have to take each match as it comes. Your, your players have to be able to play in any way that it falls. Like looking at Clare as well, the amount of injuries they have had and are going to potentially have going into it. Everything has to be adjustable, and I think Shefflin is, is is a good example of that now. Where he's he's he hasn't eaten humble pie because no one's really called it out, but he was so against the sweeper, and it was the best tactic against Tipperary because the Gaelic grounds is a small field. I would say that might have been a different match if it was in Crow Park with Tipperary mm-hmm. or in Thurles having the the big expanses. But the Gaelic grounds is tight, and they tightened it even further with Mannion back there, and what it meant was. You had 50-50 balls going into Marco and what's his name? Dura Corner. Jake Morris. Jake, Jake Morris against two Tigerish uh, cornerbacks in Grealish and Morrissey coming out. You know, those flake, they were getting flaked, getting the ball, and they just didn't get didn't get a chance. And um I really think that the tip team took unbelievable amount of false confidence from scoring 739 against Offaly. Like if you score three trees a corner forward, doesn't matter who you are, you go into the next game thinking three three in the bag now. There's going to be at least one two or one three the next day, even if I don't hurl that well. And I think Marco in particular got caught out for that because they weren't willing to put in the hard hits or the tackles that they have been doing in the earlier rounds of the Munster Championship. So Tip just did fall flat in their own face, but at the flip, on the flip side, Galway played the game to perfection. Yeah, I think I think I think um, there's a, there's an issue there with Tip and and Liam Cal's management style as well. The way he did the same thing with Waterford last year, you know, where you know they had that flat performance. He had him up for the first few weeks and then flat. Same thing like against the Offaly, Tip were absolutely bouncing out their skin. They were hopping like and just railroaded Offaly, and I think to get up again 
the following week. And I know they should be used to it from the Munster Championship. Um, but I don't. I still don't buy into it that the Munster Championship, you know, has has deflated the Munster teams too much, and that it's going to be a massive factor. I mean, I think people are playing into that too much. Um, But I think there is some, I don't know, there's a bit of a a similarity with Davy Fitz and Liam Cal about the way, just from observing him on the line, they're all action, all, you know, intensity on the line, roaring and shouting, jumping up and down. You know, you don't really see it too much from John Coyley. You you see him animated a lot this year than you, you have in the past. But, you know, there seems to be just... Too much intensity out of performances to get a result. And when they don't have that intensity, they're not able to slow down the game, you know, you know, and, and, and use their tactics. And I think I think it was so evidently shown against against Galway last weekend, where like they didn't have, you know, the edge at all. And when the edge wasn't there, they had no space and you know, Noel McGrath wasn't great and didn't have that freedom around the middle of the field, but still like he's you know, he's Still up there, close to an all-star this year, the way he's played this year. But, you know, I just think there's still an element of Liam Cal's style of management and whether there's an all-Ireland in him or in that team yet. Yeah. I, uh, Galway and the other... Go ahead. Yeah, go on. Go, go, sorry, yeah. Just Galway and the other hand, you know, Giggles already said it there, like that two-point win is perfect for them going into an all-Ireland semi-final against Limerick. Um, the way I see that game though going, I I don't buy into the fact that Hannon is going to be that much of a factor that Limerick won't be able for Galway. I don't see I see Galway or sorry I see Limerick challenge you know marching on again. Um, I th- I do think it'll be a tight game. I do think it'll go down to the wire. But of all the credit they have for coming through the, the tough scrapes they've had. This year, um, they beaten Clare, you know, in the Munster final, you know, and well deservedly so as well. I know you can probably go back to the the last minute decision um, against Tony Kelly and all that, but I guess that was just you know uh, things come around to catch up with Tony Kelly with all his diving he had to start of the year as well. So, um, you know, I I I still think Limerick. There is not an All Ireland Limerick. I still think they'll they'll get to the All Ireland final. And it can happen, obviously, in, the, in these rounds and in the All Ireland final as well. But yeah, you know, I I can't see um I can't see Galway getting over Limerick. Yeah, look, I I don't think it by any means is going to be it's, it's a slam dunk like in terms of Galway going to go up and hurl him off the field. But I just mm. I feel there's two matches you can get Limerick in at the moment and they're gone. Is an Ireland semi final and the final? They're the only two, two times they're going to get through Munster and they have the last few years. The, you have to land a knockout punch in those two games, and. No team has been able to do it for the last few years because they're going for, they're going for, for the four in a row. But I, I, I just feel that they are hanging on and they have this unbelievable spirit that's got them through. But it, it's like Uncle Kenny were going for the five in a row that time and I liken it this time to, to, to Limerick is that it going to the well each time, it, sometimes it gets to the point where when they go that there won't be something there. Now, that mightn't be the, the Galway game but it could be the Ireland final game. You know, I, I just feel this year... With all the different things that happened off the field before the year, they've kind of straightened those things out. Then they've had a few injuries. The lads have come in and done well. But they kind of need every single thing to go for them again. And I, I just feel that that eventually does run its course. And I think that day will be against Galway. I don't I don't, I don't, don't think it's to their fault. I think if they, can, if they can bring in a number six straight in and not upset any other line, I think that'll be key to them as well. If they can bring in someone like Conor Coughlin, I don't know if he can play a six. Um, but it'd if they Dan, can bring it'd be, Dan, li- it'd be Dan Morrissey, Shawnee, going to see. I know, the but Mike then you're taking, you're taking you're taking the full back line. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that could be full, a factor. Yeah. If Richie English will go corner, like you're still not weakening the whole pile. I, I, I we're all going to go for Galway here. Are we, lads? No, Shawnee's going for Limerick. Shawnee's no, going for Limerick. I'm going for Limerick. Yeah, I think. The half-back line of Parik Mannion, Dahi Burke and Joseph Cooney is well, well capable of dealing with any Limerick half-hard. That's going to be a big part of it. Midfield hasn't been... Limerick haven't been overly brilliant there. Galway have that man marker who marked Noel McGrath, I can't remember. It's Lenan, isn't it? And that I love Monaghan or Glennon as the other one. So that, that should be an even battle. Then the, the other thing from a Galway perspective is their half hour line isn't great. So who was there the last day was 
Keenan Fahey came into it the second half and won a few balls in fairness to him. Um, don't know who the other wing forwards were. Uh, Connor, Whelan, Connor Cooney came on. So they got away half forward and that, that's where I see it breaking down. Like they're inside forward line with Connor Whelan and the other Cooney, brilliant to win their own ball, take their man on. But I think that they are relying a lot on Connor Whelan scoring 1-5 or 1-6 from play. Will Will Limerick shut that down? Question mark. Jeez, lads, I think it's going to be, it's, it's very hard to call. The more you talk through it, the more you kind of see different weaknesses. If if, if Limerick had Declan Hannon centre-back, I would say Limerick will win this. I, I, I do think he's a huge loss, Shawnee. I think he's their leader. He comes up with one or two points. He yeah, knits all totally. the plays together. His delivery to the forwards is phenomenal. No, I don't. I don't question. Yeah. I don't question his presence at all. I, I yeah. look. He is. He is. You know, the best centre back there is over the last couple of years. Um, yeah. Undoubtedly so. But I'm just saying, if they can bring in a six and fill that six void, you know, without messing up the whole team, I don't yeah. think they will do that. And but then, like, then it, I, it comes I, down I do. To, I, I do I, take I, your point as well, Sean Finn. Like not having Sean Finn to pick up um, Whelan is probably yeah. could be another thing where you could look at. Favorably, favorably for Galway. Yeah. Whether Mike Casey can stick with him, I don't know. Um, can, can how many people can stick can, with him? Can Garrod McInerney, Mark Aaron Gillan, and no, I'd, be worried, the other side. I'd be very worried there. I'd be very worried no, for McInerney. Exactly. I I don't know. Like McInerney is a is a like I know we're going back about six years now, but he marked Austin Gleeson the other final, took him out of the game. He marked a couple of players this year already, and he's and like he does tire so. You might only have sixty minutes in Garrod McInerney, yeah. but he's a he's a stopper. So I think the move of Dahi Burke and himself has actually been positive for Galway. Um, maybe the fact that Mannion went back, like I think they'll have to have Mannion up in the forwards for this Limerick game. I think they played a, a tactic with a sweeper to stop Tipperary, and that worked perfectly. I don't think that'll work for if they play a sweeper. Put money, put put it, put a five hundred euros on Dermot Burns to be man in the match. Yeah, that's the thing. Six points good, that's the thing. Yeah. If they, you can't give yeah. up yeah. the long range shooters that yeah. that Limerick have are too good, especially Burns. Like you can't give him up. He'll just score all day. It's a fifty fifty game for me. I I nearly go as far as saying it's going to be a draw and it's going to go to extra time. And I think if it goes to extra time, Limerick can win it in extra time. That's my prediction. Limerick in extra time. So you've walked back from your goal prediction, Giggles. Okay, in the space, yeah, have, in the space, yeah, space yeah. of a minute. Yeah, look, I look forward to it. It's going, it's going to be a cracker. Um, it's on, I think it's six o'clock on the Saturday evening. So it's a Saturday. It's yeah, a Saturday. Saturday it's, game, yeah. it's a nightmare for you, Johnny, in Australia. It's like smack bang in the middle of the night. I don't know why you're, you're probably watching next morning. Oh, no, I'll get up Sunday morning early and watch yeah, it. Watch it. Leave, leave the phone off. Yeah, we won't tell you the score. Um, and then, and then obviously look we've got we've got you know Kilkenny and Clare on on the on the Sunday which I, again I think is is going to be a fascinating game. Obviously last year Clare heavy favourites coming in didn't turn up, capitulated. Tony Kelly held scoreless. Kilkenny ran riot. Cannot see a repeat of that happening at all. However, I will temper it with the injuries that mm-hmm. Clare do have. Um, yeah. I I do think you know John Collin now got a big knock. Oh, I'd be shocked if he doesn't play though still. Like he still got he'll his feet came off. He'll, he, he'll be playing. Yeah. Now the other one is around uh, Shane O'Donnell. So I don't know what the story there is with him. Like there is talk of him being a potential uh, out for them. So again, I'd be shocked again if he doesn't play. Um, I don't know what you heard there, giggles on any of that. You're having chewing on your raspberry muffin. Um, but what about Mullen, Liam? Mullen. The talk with Mullen is that Mullen is going to play or is going to feature. Um, but like he, he had a shattered thumb. So like no matter what. Like it will have, and he's had surgery on it. It will have healed to a certain point, but it won't be fully healed. So, you know, no matter what, if it's a different finger, I remember Michael Rice used to play, and he's always have a finger missing or whatever. He used to be taped together. But your thumb is a crucial. <laughs> it's kind yeah, of a crucial thumb one. Thumb is a bastard. Yeah. Oh. So I don't really know. The talk is that he's going to be playing. Um, they had a training camp down in Forta. So, but the, the yeah, I, I'll be fascinated to see. Massey Kion is kind of in a race against fitness. A race against time. Oh, sorry, yeah, he he scored a goal against Goblin had to come off. He had a hamstring injury coming into it and got, right, again, actually, yeah. got injured yeah. again. Like I, I I Mossy scores goals in every game as he plays. People he's brilliant. Play, like he just scores. He's brilliant. Like and yeah. I, I love seeing him play. Like he'll have a few misses and he'll do a few silly things. But the the amount of work he gets through and he's kind he's of like amazing a ba- he's defender. A, yeah, and he's a battering ram as well, like, you know, so I think he would be a big loss, especially against Clare. And then Michael Carey is gone for the year, even though he hasn't come back officially. He, was he hasn't played really yet this no, year. No, yeah. but he was 
like back and in training and getting up to speed, but has a had a medical condition that's ruled him out. So I know Richie Reed. Where is Richie Reed? Don't know. I think he'll be right. Just out of favour. No, he's been he's hasn't been talked. He's been injured, so he he wasn't talked for the last couple of games. So he's he'll be back in the fold. Um, So look, Kilkenny will probably be close to full strength. It's it's just whether they can get a repeat of I suppose the intensity. that they got in the all semi final last year, I do think they'll play well, but Clare, I think, are at a different level to the level they were last year in terms of their consistency. Forget about that first game against Tip. That was just a freak game, I think, especially with the goalie. Yeah. They've really yeah. steadied the ship. They've looked so solid. Noting that the, 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 the Munster final lost to, to Limerick, but that could have gone either way. That was kind of a flick of a coin game. I, I don't think you could criticise them so much for that one. I, I, I think Kenny will win, and that's not a... Uh, heart tip it's a head tip but mm. I think it's going to be super close I think it's going to be a very 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 close yeah. game and I think it's a point or two in it for Kilkenny and that's just going down to again Kilkenny having equaling more than the sum of their parts I think on an individual yeah. basis a lot of the clear hurlers w- would be on a one on one be better than Kilkenny but I think Kilkenny sum of their parts this year in that Galway game being case in point I think they just and that will bring them on even more again another game like that I think they're. I think they're going to get over the line with Mullen back in the fold. Please God and fit. I think he's a huge addition. He's he, he's worth four or five points for them. Yeah, true, sure. That's true. Scores and assists. It's a huge. That's a huge fill up to them coming back in for them. I I don't know. I think. I think that there's a bit of overhype about Clare. I don't think they're as good as people are making them out to be. And I know they've they've stretched Limerick twice. You know, Trino All Ireland champions and all this. But I feel like that's that's based on the rivalry only. They still lost a tip in the first round, right? Um, you know, they've like the Cork game very close, obviously beat Cork, you know, lost the Munster final. But, you know, I think they're starting to stutter now again. Um the injuries are a big McInerney will be a big big injury if he's out as well. So this is the second time this year he's been injured as well. So he can't be a hundred percent going into this game. I think Gal or sorry, I think Kilkenny Given, I think, given where it is, where we are now, all are in semi final, they don't lose too many semi finals. Um, they're absolutely, I think, they're a better team collectively. Um, and I, I'm going for a Kikini win as well. I, I don't, I just think there's a bit too much hype about Claire at the moment, and I don't think there is, I don't think they're playing as well as they were last year, even though. It's going, I think it's going to be a tighter game. I still don't think they're playing as well as they were last year. Peter Duggan hasn't fired at all yet this year. Um, he hasn't come from the heights that he, you know, he had from last year. Um, I think they'll they'll have a plan for Tony Kelly. They'll have a plan to, for Shane O'Donnell. To, they'll have a plan um, for Tony Kelly, but there's no way Tony Kelly's going to be scoring some play. Like I can't. No, no, that's not, no, that's not going to happen. This, you no, know what I mean? I'm not saying no, you're saying that, but no, I'm just saying. So. I think if the if the ball breaks. A different way in three or four plays last year, Tony Kelly has won three on the board, and nobody's talking about this Mikey Butler destruction of Tony Kelly. That's that's not to have a go at Mikey Butler. He did. He kept him scores and he destroyed him. Simple as. But the way Tony Kelly plays is he is continuously moving, and he's continue. He's probably the best person in Ireland to get on breaking ball. And when he has in his hand, it's a score. That that's the fact. Mikey Butler didn't let him get the ball in his hand, but the ball breaks three or four different ways last year, just from breaks. Tony Kelly's in and Mikey Butler's not within six or seven yards of him. And that's a point or a goal each time. I think Tony Kelly is such, he's a legend of a player. Mikey Butler will 100% be told to mark him. It would be, it would be nearly impossible to think that Derek Ling would do anything different. Tony Kelly's going to play around the half forward midfield area and look to get on breaks in behind. And I, I, I think Tony Kelly is a better player than Mikey Butler and he'll have it in his head that I have to get my one back on, on Mikey Butler. That That's yeah, just yeah. trying to put yourself into a player's head. Whether he'll do it or not, now we, 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 time will tell. But I do think it's two of the best forward lines around at the moment going up against possibly two of the weakest defences that are there. Uh, and and I I say that when Kilkenny probably have two of the best backs, but their other four are, are definitely there to be taken. So Hugh Lawler and Mikey Butler are brilliant. Tommy Welch, Corcoran, Blanchfield, Reed if he's back there, Park Welch if he's back there. They're there like to be taken in Crow Park, to be honest, with the lack of pace that they might have or the lack of experience and the lack of hurling. And similarly, we're talking about Clare. Clare's half back line's fully fit. 
you talk about Conlon, Dermot Ryan, Dave McInerney, you think that's brilliant. Conor Cleary isn't going to be back, lads. There's no way in the world he's coming back to play after a dislocated shoulder. And all you have to do is go back and see what happens if you play a fellow with a dislocated shoulder that's wrong. Galway played James Scanlon in 2012 in goal, with, and he could lift it back and hurdy over his head. Like and, how and that's another managed... reason why I think a Kenny win is, is so, that Conor Cleary. I meant to say that one as well. That's but a big out. I, I think so. I, I think. You'd imagine Kilkenny will overload the full forward line with potentially Cody and TJ for sure, full forward and corner forward. Whether they'll put Wally in there as well and absolutely lambase ball in from everywhere is a possibility. But I think Walter Wells will start if he will start and Donnelly will start, especially if Massey Keown is out. And I'd imagine Massey Keown won't make it back if his hamstring is gone 20 yeah. minutes two weeks ago. Um, Mullen is a big, a big ad, but... That's a shattered home. You get one bad belt down that, and he will get a bad belt yeah. down. I don't know. Did you see the footage of Ryan? I don't know who kicking Sean, know, Sean Kelly in the ankle. That that that's the level that they're at. They'll go after every single weakness that they possibly can, and and that's what you have to do to win it. I think the Clare forward line is phenomenal. Um, Mark Rogers is serious find. Um, Peter Duggan is in a different role this year. He's just a donkey. He's actually their donkey. They they lump ball high ball in them. He's not scoring, but he's touching it down. He's winning it. He's popping it off. To Tony Kelly, Shane O'Donnell, David Fitzgerald coming through in the half forward line. Uh, and then they've got Ian Galvin coming off the bench, Shanahan coming off the bench, who's a serious man. Like imagine you're, you're wrecked, you're small, Kilkenny, and you've Shanahan coming in full of energy, you've Shane Meehan coming in who's lightning. So it's going to be Kilkenny's aerial quality forwards against a small clear defence with injuries versus Clare's unbelievably pacey forward line against a less experienced, slower Kilkenny defence. And that just has the recipe. It actually has the recipe to go to a hammering either way if any team is off the boil. But based on both teams being totally up for the match and putting in their best performances, it's definitely going to be a puck of a ball in it. Um, I, I'd kick any back lad in 71 each way for the All-Ireland. So if they get through to the final, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> Never thought I'd say that now. <laughs> but... I, I am shouting for Clare out of the last four just because they're the, the, you know, they're the 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 kind of Galway are kind of hard to listen to when they win. Um, Limerick and Kilkenny have won so much, so you kind of naturally go for Clare. Um, it's fucking hard to call. Are you keels? I know, I know. They are hard to listen to when they win too. Yeah, I found actually looking at the Dublin game, Clare's forwards were unbelievably greedy. <laughs> They were very greedy. Like even Tony Kelly, I know he got the two goals, but it was a slip, simple hand pass inside, and it was a guaranteed goal. goal twice. Yeah, no, no, I know, but two of the goals, Shawnee, were oh, simple yeah. hand passes in, and there was a lad in the edge of the square in his own to bury it, and there was some crazy shooting. I, I think I'm going to go with Kilkenny, and I'm going to use Shawnee's logic that the clear team just can't be trusted. I think to win, and Kilkenny can, and so. Wouldn't be a surprise if Clare win. It wouldn't. I'd know from Clare. I'm going with Kenny. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd know about not trusting teams. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, That's same, it, Todd. Uh, I'm like you can you can trust Kenny in these in these latter stages. Like they just know how to do it. You know they're. I yeah, hope you're I right just, now. I hope you're right yeah, now. I think I think, yeah. I think it'll be a Kenny Limerick final again. I'm hoping it's not because I. Hopefully, I have a ticket to it. Yeah, but, but you got a good final last year for Kilkenny Limerick, didn't you? Oh, no, it was great. One of the best All Ireland's. One, one of the best. One of the best. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, look, I, the great thing about it is, I think we're not we're not going to be let down by these matches. You know, I think we're going to get no. two rip roaring games. That's my my mm. take on it. I, like you know, and I think we're going to be into into injury time. Like we were in the Leinster final, or we were in the Munster final, waiting for something to happen. That something, and there will be a score in it going down mm. the stretch. And if someone can get some bit of luck, like Kenny got the bit of luck in the Leicester final, let's be honest, they got you know they didn't give up, but they got the break. You know, Clare didn't get the break when they should have had the free, and Limerick won. You know, it's like it's so, these last few games are such fine margins, and in fairness, quarterfinals have kind of been, I won't say dead rubber games, but poor games compared to what we've had on the whole. I think yeah. where I thought the, I thought yeah. the Galway Tip game was going to going to be a bit of a classic, and it, it didn't kind of turn out that way. Yeah. <clears throat> do, do you know one other thing, Liam, just before we, we jump off it, is that I think we'll tilt it in Kilkenny's favour, is shooting in Crow Park in general. Yeah. Like you see teams that go up there that aren't that used to it. Find, like even when you go back to the club games, when Ballyhaler and Crow Park, they're tapping the balls over like it's below in 
knocked over, right? Whereas you see teams like Ballygunner coming, the lie coming, and they miss the simplest chances because of the stadium and the size of the stadium, etc. Kilkenny are so used to grow back, and Clare haven't won there, I don't think, since they won the All Ireland in 2013. Yeah, that's that's 10 years ago, and it's going back to the trust factor. I think it's going to be Kilkenny Limerick, yeah, sticking with that. Well, I hope you're right on, on, on that second game. Anyway, fingers crossed we'll be we'll be back up there in two weeks' time. Then on the twenty second, we'll have Shawnee back from Australia then for Kilkenny All Ireland. It'd be great to see in yeah. Brooch if we were there, Shawnee, for that one. But uh, look, looking forward to those two games. It should be cracking game Saturday and Sunday um, in Crow Park, and uh, yeah, we'll march on from there. So look, we're coming up next. We have a, a giggles corner. Let's see what you have for us, giggles. More you, Giggles. Okay, lads, I'm struggling this week, but I think it's not a bad one to go for. I'm going to go with picking the All Star team for this year. Now that we've tried and trusted, the left. Giggles tried yeah, and yeah. trusted pick the All Stars. I love <laughs> it. Back to this, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, I haven't heard it on any other medium yet, so we're first in. Uh, and do you know what? I found it very hard. Certain positions, it's like, Jesus, is he good enough? Did he play that many games? And there's been so many games in such a short period of time. You could have a lad that played two phenomenal matches, two uh, two not so phenomenal matches, and you don't know is he good enough or in. But anyway, here's the team, and I've got about six lads who are very unlucky. And then I'll throw it out to you. You can give me your feedback, lads. All right. But in goal, I have Nicky Quaid. So nothing wrong. Um, and it's key for Limerick. Full back line, Mikey Butler. Hugh Lawler, Barry Nash. Half-back line, Horik Mannion, Dahi Burke, Kyle Hayes. Midfield, Noel McGrath and Joseph Cooney. Half-forward line, Tom Morrissey, Tony Kelly, Shane O'Donnell. Full-forward line, Owen Cody, Aaron Gillan, Connor Whelan. Yeah. And who's who's unlucky there Northern now mentions, who are Northern mentions. Northern mentions. Mark, Mark Rogers is, is close. Grealish, the cornerback from Galway. David Fitzgerald from Clare hasn't played well in all the matches, but he's coming into, he's on an upward trajectory for sure. Adrian Mullen probably missed too many important games. The last two games has been out for yeah. Dave, Dave McInerney similarly. And uh, I would say Willow who's kind of on an upward trajectory as well. A slow start to the year, but the last couple of games for him, he's really been right in the mix. So I'd say they'd be my notable mentions. I don't have TJ in there. I don't know. TJ's probably fourth favourite for hurler of the year, but I think that's with the bookies on the basis that he's always very good in the semi-final and the final, and they're, they're expecting a big push from TJ as well. So maybe he's unlucky there to not be in it as well. But what do you think, lads? Any feedback? Yeah, look, I think it's funny. You know when you call it first, I'm always like, oh, I can't believe you said that. But when you go through it there, I think it's a fairly balanced team. You know, and, 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 four Galway, three Kilkenny, two Clare, one tip. I, I, what I mean, what I mean by balance, well, you ha- you've put lads in the positions that they're playing in too. Like you know, yeah, you, yeah. you know, you yeah. haven't you haven't trying to shoehorn someone in midfield or wing forward who hasn't played there or anything. So, and I think you know, so I'll, I'll I'll pick him up. Yeah, yeah. So I think I, I don't have too many arguments <laughs> on, on that giggles, and it's funny. Like when you look no. at teams in Ireland semi final, like just say just selfishly looking at Kilkenny, if three lads named in Ireland semi final, like you know, it's funny that I think that some of the teams. Haven't had the kind of the breakthrough, you know. Players haven't had these real consistent playing out of their skins kind of thing, and I think no. it's a reflection of the change now into the All Ireland series, which we see now in the next couple of weeks. How that that does differentiate and will change the trajectory of those All Stars as well. You know what? We'll have a different. You will have a different fifteen guaranteed in three weeks time when the All Ireland's over. Three weeks time, yeah. Who who would you have down as the leading contenders for hurler of the year at the moment? Yeah, I don't know. Is there like who's your? Is there one shine like Connor Wheel? I would say would be one. I think he's one of them. It's Connor Wheel or Aaron Gillan. Connor Wheel Gillan, isn't it? Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have a Kenny lad in the top three. Any, I just saying, I wouldn't. No. Hugh Lawler maybe as an outsider, as a back, something different. Yeah. Hugh Lawler as an outsider, Dahi Burke's an outsider. I I would say you'd have to put Tony Kelly in there. Like he's had some phenomenal performances. Mm. Did you? The only one that maybe Cooney midfield. Oh yeah, yeah. He's, like has, he's been he's been so good for Galway in every game that they've played. Yeah, and he's kind of goes flies under the radar, doesn't he? he? Doesn't. Yeah. Joseph Cooney, if he can continue the same vein, yeah, Hugh Lawler, I would say if Kenny win in All Ireland, 
Dahi Burke is having a fantastic year. So is Parkman. I think Conor Whelan and Galan are the two standouts. Yeah. And I think Galan is even mm. the standout purely just in the most defined because he, but he's so fucking good. That's Galan is so good. He is. Like, yeah, <laughs> if you could pick any forward, if you could pick any player, back forward, goalkeeper, midfielder right now for Watford, Kenny or Carter, yeah. pick Aaron Galan. I pick Whelan. I pick Whelan. You know no, I would. Yeah, would I, you I, pick Whelan? Yeah, I would. I'll tell you why. I, I, Galan obviously like. One on one, he wouldn't in, be able to manage. He wouldn't be able to manage Galan. He'd have him dropped off the panel <laughs> months ago. <laughs> I just like Quillen and that he he can go a few different places for you. Like Galan, no matter what, is in there. He's never coming out, right? And there's a reason why he doesn't come out because he, oh, he, he does. He doesn't. He wouldn't. I wouldn't call him that now, but he does unbelievable damage in there. But I like Quillen can come out. He can win ball in half hour, and he gets through an unbelievable amount of work. Now Galan works too, but I feel Quillen is more of a team player than Galan. I don't know. Mm. I feel he's more of a rounded. Galan is, is probably a better player. You know what I mean? As in like, uh, but uh, he uh, or like Stickman. Yeah, yeah, but but in terms of him, I I I, just, I love Conor Wheel. I think he's phenomenal. I think he's absolutely brilliant. Um, and he and I like the way he he learns as he goes. You know, like he missed that guilt. You know, like that goal chance against Tip. He should have bounced mm. it, and he comes out in second half, first ball, bang, bounce it in bottom corner. You know, bounce I just yeah. you know, I just I think there's something special about him, and um, and he's not a pop either, like Galan. You know what I mean? <laughs> Can't tell us the real reason. Even, you know? <laughs> there we have it. There's the reason. Uh, that's it. That's it, lads. I think yeah, it'll change a bit. But at the moment, unfortunately, like, Noel McGrath's going to no, no, fall out of that, lads. He's not going to make it after no, the no, 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 quarterfinal. He said, no, but no, no. as of as of the year. I don't know, who who's up for that? Like Kieran Rice. I think, I think it's under. I think they do. They go to under twenty two now. Yeah, twenty two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do they? Yeah, yeah. yeah twenty two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, Kieran Joyce will be one of the leading uh, runners from Cork. He'll be up there for sure. Adam Hogan will probably be in with a shout to clear a cornerback. He's had a very strong year. And Rogers, I think he's, he's older, older than you think. I think. He's older, yeah. Is he? I think he's older, yeah. I think he's older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carl, what's his name? Is it will be in line for Carl O'Neill from Limerick? Yeah, he's he had a very good year for Limerick. He, he. Oh, Mark Rogers was born two thousand and one, so he is twenty two this year. So he's. Eligible, is he? Oh, is he too old? Anyway, yeah, it'd be, it'd be, ever since they've got rid of under 21, the young hurler and footballer of the year have become a little bit um, diluted. And especially since the minor are, you know, you don't have, you have more viewing of all the games, but you don't have the big finals on the big days. You know what I mean? Like, Remember going into Iron Final last year, lads, and there's no minor match to go I know, to it's bullshit. It was shit. So I yeah. love going in for the minor. Even if Kilkenny weren't in it, I loved going in for the minor. Like, you know, it was just a lovely build up and a nice bit of time in between the matches. Going in for the yeah. match. Oh, it's rubbish, yeah, no, I agree. I need to fucking sort we'll keep that for the topic. We'll yeah. no, we've got to keep us going, lads, now. We are, we, are, yeah. we are on time for today, so we're going to we'll keep, we're gonna keep moving. We're going on to topics of, of discussion, as, as what Giggles is called. All right, we'll keep going. Oh, had a nightmare there. Uh, oh, okay, up first, Giggles, first topic I think uh, you called at, at the top of the show before in our pre-production meeting was um, the sit-down protests and the players playing under protests, I suppose, for the rest of the year in, 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 in Camogie and, and in ladies' football. Um, and we saw at the weekend they just sat down before the match and, and got back up again. So obviously it's a, they're playing under protest, but they're not, we'll say... It won't be in, uh, to the detriment of the games or the championship in that the games are going ahead, everything's going to be fulfilled. But it's a very interesting time in that we're in the middle of this kind of integration process. Um, with a drilling going on in my house here. I might go mute in a second. It, the integration process of the of how the GA and LPGA, or not LPGA, that's the ladies golf, LGFA and, and the Camogie Association <laughs> are going to come under one umbrella. It's the biggest challenge facing the GA at the moment, even though it's not getting that much airtime. Like the getting their heads around the Mary McAleese is leading up the committee and how it's going to be done. They're having all these negotiations and ultimately what it comes down to is power, you know. And the GPA now, I suppose, you're looking for the GA to come in and cover the expenses of these players before the integration occurs, when the integration process is underway. So it's a very, very messy situation um, and something I don't think is going to be resolved in, in the near future. You're in a good spot to talk about all this, Liam. You've been there, done that. <laughs> kind of wore the T-shirt, but it just goes to show that when there's when there's potentially two sides that actually want relatively sometimes the same thing, 
it is it is unfathomable for people like you or I or Shawnee looking in to think, how in the name of Jesus are the Camogie and ladies football team not part of the GA? Like I that know, is beggar's belief, especially when we see the benefit in Australia of the one club approach. And I know yourselves in Dixborough, Liam have gone, you're going through that. No, you're no, through that. We are one club now, they're all under the one banner. One yeah. club, which is hugely important. Oh, no, good. Like the, the, the thing, just, just to use a tangible example, the Camogie Association and the Ladies Gaelic Football Association do not own any pitches. Yeah. Right? They don't own any pitches. And unfortunately, what, what that means, and horrifically, and I've got three sisters playing Camogie, so 100% all behind them, but you end up with a scenario was what the hell are the Camogie team doing on the pitch? Get them off. And they are treated like second-class citizens, and it's fucking horrific. And I'm sorry now, but the people who are in charge, and, and I'm sure they do voluntary time, and they give their, their time, and they've built up their relative amateur careers or whatever to be given it all for the Camogie and Lace Football Association. But they should not be in any way standing in the way of this integration. And they are. They are. Like I've heard things about rebranding GA. We're not working rebranding the GA. Nobody's re- it's the Gaelic Athletic Association. No, it'll be the, the men's GA. Gaelic yeah, it'll be the it has GA. To be the GA. Yeah. They're, they're, it's unfortunately that there's such an obvious solution. I think you said it comes down to power. I think there is a worry as well about money with county boards. And again, on the GA side, that's the ridiculousness of it as well, because it's going to happen. You know it's going to happen, but you're worrying about next year or the year after on your own budget and because you'll have to pay more to ensure that the ladies' team have equality. But I'm sorry, in, in all walks of life these days, whether it be office-based, whether it was construction, there's equality going on, there's a there's a drive for it, it's going to happen. And the GA and the LGFA and the Camogie Association have to cop on. I do think, before I finish the rant, that it's the Camogie Association and the Lays Gaelic Football Association are coming off the worst looking at this, and especially when you've got the four girls in Cork having two knockout pretty much championship games on at the same time in different parts of the country, one in Clannacilty and one up in Ennis, and there's four dual players. That would never in a million years happen with men's football and Lays football, or men's football and hurling. Yeah. And the fact that they cannot sit down and say, hello, and, and there was the Camogie thing with UL that went on this yeah, year as well yeah. UL into the um, the Ashburn Cup semi-final told on the Friday night or the Thursday night before the tournament the biggest tournament in some of their careers to be honest oh no you're knocked out we got the score wrong six weeks ago someone's after telling us and no proof or putting at the score or video evidence or oh my good god like and again but I just want to qualify it by going back to the fact to say it's totally amateur and everybody Liam you're big into administration you're juvenile president of Dixborough now Oh, and given all your time voluntary with no money so it's very very hard to criticise people who give their time voluntary wise but this one is one of those black and white ones where here's this big organisation that's actually all male for some unknown reason but they have all these facilities and equipments that you use already and they have all this money and for some reason you're negotiating for a 1% differential to come in under it because you're looking after your own chairperson view or your secretary or whatever the yeah, hell yeah the thing is, if there was cop on and there's not, there isn't cop on, and the fact that a former president has to get involved to, to mediate it is absolutely bananas. But it will take three to five years. And where you've got the Camogie and ladies football players at the moment, they probably won't be playing inter county by the time it's resolved. And that's why they're doing the protest. Yeah. I think the protest is good in terms of it's made national media now and it's getting the focus. The way they're doing it, is a little bit, I, I don't know what else they could do. They're actually not going on strike, which is good for them. They have made the media lines, so I didn't know what under protest meant. I thought the sitting down thing was a bit, didn't know what to think of it. But now that you kind of talk through it, it has got onto the media and it has got attention. Yeah. But it, it, it is a bit bananas. Um, I just still think, going on to my third part of this rant now, if you're not going to go professional, you're not... You're, you're at nothing because do you know what there's guys and girls that are playing senior club that might even be putting more effort in than some of the ladies players in different counties and, and there's various efforts so until you have a professional scenario or semi-professional scenario I, I just think it's very hard but the charter is important the integration is important and the sooner it gets done the better yeah I think that's exactly the sooner, sooner it gets done the better but as you say, Giggles, we're, we're further away from it than we think. And in the meantime, though, there needs to be some interim solution where there's parity with, you know, basic things like expensive access to medical, 
uh, treatment, physio, whatever it may be that they're not getting that they should be getting. But the challenge is, is that the county board, for instance, the Kenny Camogie County Board are not financed like the Kenny County Board are. Nor do they have. Correct. No. Nor, nor do no. they have. You know. So yeah, look, it's a real challenging situation, and you know, equality is a very basic thing, and that's all they're looking for is a basic thing. So look, we'll see what way it's going to play out. We're going to see the rest of the season played out under protest, like we said. What's that going to actually change? It's unlikely to change anything this year. Will it have an impact for next year? Hopefully so. But you know, to be to be revealed as as the weeks and months pass and in, into the off season, I think we'll see much much of the movement on that. Now, quickly, I am conscious that we are nearly on time. Just on the Joe McDonough, um, I suppose, winners are finalists getting into the the prelim quarterfinal piece. I saw a stat on Twitter there which showed the results of all those games. Bar the Carlo Dublin one, I suppose, as a bit of an outlier in terms of that was probably closer than games in previous years. But we've had huge blowouts in these games. Um, in particular, I think for... The losers of the Joe McDonough into a prelim quarter final when you know Offaly's ghost was up, they'd lost to Carlo, they were gone. Turn around and play Tipperary up until the more social you never know what might happen here, but really like what else was going to happen, you know? And you look at Cork there who come forth or whatever and that, like and these guys are there in that like it's 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 not working and I think needs to be basically removed. Is my yeah. is my but, but but if you think about the split season then Liam, right? For Offaly or something forget about it. for Leash and Mead and Down and Kildare, the, the Dome McDonough teams, they've been knocked out since nearly the start of May because they're trying to condense this Joe McDonough to get the teams through to be make the prelim quarterfinals. The Joe McDonough Cup final is the perfect game to play before the All-Ireland hurling yeah. final. A savage match. Went to extra time this year. It's the, uh, tic- it's the ticket split ticket, for that tickets, one. Yeah, the so, so for it, that might, one. It, might, it might be the All-Ireland semi-final, right? Um, that it goes in front of. But they just need to... They, like The Joe McDonough winner shouldn't even get in Liam, to be honest. No, I agree. Like they, no, 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 they shouldn't. No, uh, how can they? No. Yeah. It's, and, and then you can elongate the season, but you've got most of the players in Kildare and the club hurling in Kildare is going very strong, as an example. They still won't be able to start their championship till the end of July, like every other one in yeah. split season. <laughs> their team are out since May bananas but um more importantly i think Liam, though we've got our former club or we'll always be our, our club realistically in every single final shawnee this weekend is it bar ladies and no. bar ladies and every, uh, yeah bar the, the ladies senior football, football. so camogie final the it's championship final weekend here in, in melbourne you've got melbourne shamrocks in scary on the camogie at nine o'clock Followed by St. Kevin's Sinn Féin in the ladies' senior football final. Then we've got men's senior intermediate football, which is Pierce's versus Gary Owen. We've got the hurling final, Melbourne Shamrocks against Gary Owen. And then you've got the men's senior football final, Old Tones versus Gary Owen. So four out of five finals were represented. So it could be a massive, massive day for the club. It already already is having all those teams in the final. But if we could, if we could snag... Um, Victories and all the ones we're participating in, it'd be a huge historic, I'd say, weekend for for the Gary Owen Club. So, what's the bet? What's the betting on the the hurling final, Shawnee? Oh, we'd be underdogs. We got fair trimming from Shamrocks in the league final. Um, we did we had a big win in the semi final, but we were against a depleted um, St Kevin's team. To be fair, um, so look, we're just going in to salvage a bit of pride and put up a performance if we can. If we can nullify the uh, the Bennets from Waterford, and uh, there's another dangerous Kilkenny man from Carrick Shock. If we can nullify those lads, which we weren't able to do in the league final, uh, we might we might get close. But I'd say um, it'll be if, a big if task. A few, if, you, if you can get a few points into Shane Bennett at all in the Friday Saturday night, he might go for the whole yeah. weekend. He, he's been known to. <laughs> if we can get Bobo to take him out, it'll be handy. Yeah. With his own club mate is playing full back for us. Oh, Bobo, man. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's Darren Maher's full back for us, and then he's playing against these other club men who are playing against them. So it's a strange one for them. It's a. How, have you spoken to the boys about that? Actually, how did they end up on opposite teams? Is it just work related, or? It was work related in this instance. Yeah, it was all how we got how they got jobs in in the finish. Um, we were trying to get the other Bennett that came out. I think it was a Shane came out first, and then we were trying to get Kieran, and sure, yeah. it, was, it was never going to happen. Like so. Even though we had jo- a lot of jobs lined up and everything for them, but yeah, no, there's a co- very high quality out this year. I mean, it's as as good a, a season as I've seen out here. Um, I, actually, I was, as- I was going, for, 
I was going for a run there about two or three weeks ago and I ran down by Parky Cueve. I was after work one day and uh, I saw the Ted O'Sullivan Gary Owen jersey on one of the Cork senior footballers going out for training. Oh, really? And I, I, I let a roar out, come on, Gary Owen. And he kind of looked at me and he didn't know what was going on. So I don't know, was he actually a lad who, who played for Gary Owen or he got he got the jersey off a friend of his or not ever, but it yeah. was actually... It was, that was good nice. to see the Ted, the Ted O'Sullivan jersey as I was running around Cork yeah. on, a, on a Thursday evening. But um, best of luck in that, Shawnee, this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll There's no po- streaming, is there? No, I don't think there's any streaming. Yeah, no, which is a pity. It would be great to tune in and see those games, especially with the times that they're on. Um, we'd be able to tune in late at night to see some of them. But um, yeah, look, very best of luck, Shawnee. We hope you get a few trophies back and to get the hurling one. It would be brilliant. Yeah. It's long, long overdue. The hurling one would be nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, we will be back to do another final preview podcast. Um, looking forward to doing that. Shawnee is back in the country with us, very close to our final, so we, we might have to do it before he, he lands back in. And then he is in the country for a couple of weeks after our final, so we, we're going to try and meet up and do our, our final post-podcast as well and see who we can get along to that as well, which, which would be great. So I better bring the headset, so will I leave? Do bring the headset, Sean. I bring it every time whenever I get to use it. <laughs> Put that headset in the bag. bring the cycling gear as well. Bring the cycling gear and bring and definitely bring the helmet and the, and the shoes. We'll be doing a cycle and we'll be doing a podcast, so bring yeah. them. <laughs> I'm after carting the helmet, the shoes and the cycling uh, yeah, gear over and back two or three times. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Yeah, bring him in here. Third time, third time lucky. But um, I will in my arse. Get my coat <laughs> off you as well. Yeah, do but do do bring the headset though. Bring the headset. <laughs> if you bring the headset, I'll give you back the coat. I bring the headset. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, look. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. At G'day G'day on Twitter, Instagram, and gadejagmail.com, and we'll be back after our semi-finals to have a look back and preview. Hopefully, another exciting Iron final. Good night, Johnny. See you guys. Good night and God bless. Good night.